Welcome to the Motherhood Commute Podcast. I'm Sonia Eckerd, and this is my life as a mother while working full-time. I'm here to share my experiences, thoughts, and conversations with some of the best working mothers I know, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you can laugh at this chaos alongside with us. Hi, Jen. Hi, Sonia. Thank you for talking to me tonight. I know that you have a little baby. He's not so little anymore, but they take up a lot of our nighttime. So thank you for giving up sleep hours for me. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. I love talking to you any chance I get. Okay. So when I first started the idea to do this podcast and I just so happened, the stars align and I just so happened to be seeing you on our way to go see Joe Coy. Hey. For our mutual friend's birthday. And I thought, oh my gosh, like you are, I so wanted to have you on. I so wanted to talk to you because what I wanted to talk about, you could just kill it. I mean, all the subjects, check, check, check. (laughs) And from just the best perspective. So last time I saw you, life was very different. So can we maybe rewind and share a little bit about what's happened in the last 10 years since the last time I was in a wedding with you as a bridesmaid? Yeah. 10 years ago, which is kind of crazy. It was a decade. I think so in 2010, I was a practicing attorney. I quit practicing law to start an e-commerce business with my brother. That was a clothing e-commerce business. And I guess that's kind of crazy to do, to leave something established and, and do something like that. But I think I've always been a little bit of a risk taker in that way. So we started an e-commerce business. And that kind of transitioned into a home textiles, home goods business. And then that also spawned another logistics business. That was in 2016. I also got married in 2016. And then I had a baby last year. And that's 10 years. (laughs) You're just like, you know, I haven't accomplished enough this year. I'm going to level up and start another business. I'm going to, let me get married. (laughs) Well, I feel like you, I feel like, in the years that I knew you, but I didn't see you or talk to you, you were living life. Like you were doing all the things, which is so awesome. And I also think it also gives you a really incredible perspective on this stage of life called motherhood. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad to be a part of it. It would have been such a shame to have not experienced this. I just want to tell you, there are some people that get pregnant. Let's be real. Okay. And you're like, oh, okay, just have another baby. And then... (laughs) There are people who you hear and you're like hoping they have a baby soon. And you're like, oh, they didn't have a baby yet. And then the years go by and then you hope that they'll have a baby because they're great people. That was you. Like the good people, like the salt of the earth, I should be having lots of babies. They let me have three. So like the good (laughs) ones should have way more. (laughs) Well, no, that's Sonia. I think you should have three. You're such a fun person and a fun mom, like just. And like you said, like we don't talk frequently, but when I see things in passing, I'm always like, Sonia's so great. You know, Aww, you're just always so like creative and yeah, fun mom. I'm doing a shimmy shimmy. Like, I love you. No, I love you more. I love you more. <laughs> <laughs> All that to say, I'm just so happy. So happy that you have baby Henry. And now we can talk about this. Yes. Okay. So I really love hearing your perspective on this stage of life as an entrepreneur, because I think that's a little bit more rare to hear that point of view. Everybody has their own story, but I think yours is one that, I mean, and I'll let you talk about it, but there's so many 
reasons or just like unspoken hard stops that prevents you from maybe sharing them. For instance, the first time I, or the first moment that we were talking and I was like, oh, like that's something I never thought about is I was, I wasn't a W2 employee. I was 1099. I didn't take maternity leave. And I just, I'm like, whatever, but that's just me. I was just responsible for me. But when you talked about maternity leave in your role, I was like, oh, I've never really thought about that. The person who runs the ship is now going to go have a baby. I'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) Like that was kind of mind blowing for me. So tell me about that. Tell me about your maternity leave and that whole process in your experience, in your role. Yeah. So it was mind blowing for me too. We had been trying to get pregnant. And when it finally happened, I kind of held my breath. We had had two miscarriages before. And so I was kind of holding my breath and not getting too excited. And it's like this weird place of when do you tell your team that you're pregnant? When do you let them know that like, hey, I'm going to have a baby and I'm going to be gone for a couple months. When you're the boss, you sign the checks, you open the doors, you close the doors, you know, right. you do all of that stuff. So I think we waited until a little past our first trimester. I told my brother fairly early on. My brother is my business partner and he was excited, but also I could see the fear (laughs) in his eyes. (laughs) I'm laughing because most men in general, it's not because their intentions are bad. They just like innately are like, "Uh, uh, uh." it's kind of like if you're like, oh, well, I started my period. They're like, oh, you're basically like, I'm not going to have a period for nine months. Don't talk about your period. And then he's your brother too. So here he's like, ooh, you're pregnant. <laughs> oh yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> see, see, now you get it. Now you get it. So, so just let him know. Yeah. I understand. But, I, yeah. <laughs> but again, as a business owner too, all the reasons that you probably were a little bit more gun shy to let that cat out of the bag, his reaction, but from everybody. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because the reaction, the initial reaction is yay, right? People are happy. There's a new baby on the way. This is something that I've wanted in my life. And, but then the second, like they realize what this means, like you kind of see like the eyes open really big and go, oh, so, and then the questions of like, what is this going to look like happen? And I didn't know what it was going to look like. And I admittedly sometimes be a little bit of a control freak. And so it was really stressful and overwhelming thinking about disconnecting for gosh initially I was like oh give me like six six weeks weeks, yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'll be back all the moms on the other side are like (laughs) yeah right like after three weeks after I get my feet under me I'll work from home a little bit and then I'll be back in six weeks with a baby strapped on my back I don't know what I was thinking right no you were thinking like a normal person without baby like yeah I was the same. I was, I actually did keep working. Like the baby was coming out of me as I was finishing up a file. And my boss called me and he's like, I need you to do da, 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 da. And I was like, I can't, my water just broke. And he thought I was kidding. Cause I did that to him a few times. <laughs> and he's like, ah, ah. and he probably made the same noise your brother made, except I was actually having the baby. And I'm like, no, seriously. And I pushed it right back onto him. And he's like, okay. Uh, And he wanted to be like, I'll call you. But then he realized that was ridiculous. And I was like, that's fine. I'll let you know. So I finished a loan application right like after my water had broken because I knew I'd seen movies and I'd Google this like it was going to still be a while and nothing hurt yet. And then Craig came rushing home and he's like, what what are you doing? I was like, I have to finish this because I want to be out of commission for a couple days at least. (laughs) (laughs) And then we went to Burger King on the way because I was like, 
it's lunchtime. I'm not going to be able to eat for hours. And then most of my friends know this story. We went. Oh my gosh, I don't know this story. Oh, well, okay. But see, you're going to be able to understand this frame of mind I was in. First of all, I don't like to be hungry. And my, I was thinking, okay, well, this could be hours of labor. And once you get in, you can't eat. And the fact that I know that just shows how important the meals are to me in my life. Right. So I was like, well, nothing hurts. I was like, let's just go to Burger King real quick on the way. And Craig's like, ah, oh. and I, and he later, he told me, he's like, I didn't want to argue with you because you were <laughs> in labor and this is our first baby. And so we get up and I remember I had a Slurpee because you can get a Slurpee in the drive-thru at Burger King and a Whopper and fries. And I was like, do you want anything? He's like, no. And I'm like, you should get something. It's like one o'clock. I usually eat at 12. <laughs> so we go. And I don't know if you remember when you come in, they do this long questionnaire of what did you eat? And I was like, oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> She's like, I'm like, a hamburger? And she's like, and to drink? I'm like, Slurpee. <laughs> <laughs> like a couple hours into it, Craig's like, I'm hungry. I was like, mm-hmm. should have had a whopper. Had a whopper. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, yeah, I digress. But that was point being, that's me. Like I thought, well, that's fine. Let's just move. We'll let's just continue on as we usually do, except we'll just have the baby, but everything else will remain the same. And so I totally identified with pregnant. Jen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're going to have the baby, like strap it on your back and then you'll be at work. You'll yeah. Be back to work. In the hangover. Just put, yeah. Put them on the front. <laughs> Carlos. That was his name. I was going to say something else, but I'm like, no, Carlos. Yeah. Put Carlos on the front. Was the baby's name Carlos? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say another Latin name, but then I'm glad I didn't, but I'm going to admit that I thought it was another one, but that's the honest mistake. His name was Carlos. Yeah. yeah. So fast forward, you have the baby. Carlos is now on your front. You're at work. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, yeah. So actually before I left, before all of that, I had to like make videos of all of the processes that I do oh. because I wouldn't let people do things because I was control free. <laughs> and mind you, I don't have one business. We have two. So we have a logistics business and then we have our e-commerce business. And I thought you had three, brought, but I'm actually glad you only have two for your sake. <laughs> yeah, it was just just the two. Okay. So my brother and I, we had kind of like a heart to heart, and I, and he and he's just like, we're kind of a hot mess right now, and if you leave, like if there's a lot of stuff, and he's like, when when are you going to come back? And I was like, I I said like six weeks, <laughs> and I don't I think he knew that that was ridiculous, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> but we we actually read this book called Traction by Gina Wickman. And it has what's called EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. Oh. And it's a, basically it's a whole system on how you run your business through different tools. So forecasting, planning tools, how you run meetings, how you hold your team accountable. I mean, it's amazing. It's everything that like you try to learn reading all these business books, but yeah. in one book oh, with awesome. instructions. Yeah. It was amazing. And we implemented that, started implementing it before I went to go have the baby. My baby was 10 days late. So I worked, I think I worked until like the due date. And then the rest of the time I just worked from home. And then I like walked around the neighborhood. Oh my gosh. Nonstop. <laughs> I just, I just, let's take a moment for 40,000 week pregnant, Jen. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. The last month of pregnancy. So for the last- oh month and a half of your pregnancy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Was he a big baby? 
It was eight pounds, six ounces. Oh, a good size right? baby. Am I remembering that? Yeah. Eight pounds, six ounces. Yeah. He's a solid size baby, but yeah. I think they thought he was going to be bigger. I wasn't even that late and I had some chunk amongst they were <laughs> yeah. nine well, and a half pounds. So yeah, I think that they don't even really, the doctors don't even really know. Yeah. That's the thing. We always hold on to that. And then I was like, wait, you could be off by that much in either direction. That basically means I could guess. <laughs> right. I can look at the, my calendar, my period calendar right. on the phone and be like, no, actually. There you go. Probably there you go. Mentioning your period again, scaring off every, <laughs> every man within 50 feet of us. Sorry, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, my ovulation uh, cycle. <laughs> Anyways. So yeah. I have a baby. We had to have an emergency C-section, which I guess was not part of my plan. I had gone to Bradley birthing classes. I was going to have a natural unmedicated birth, but my plan did not work out, which I think is like normal. Absolutely. This was probably like a good tone setter or foreshadowing of what was to come for the rest of your plan. (laughs) Right. None of it matters. None of it matters. (laughs) Oh, this is what you were going to do? Yeah. We're not doing any of that. Let's do the opposite um, backwards with our eyes closed. Now go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I hadn't planned on recovering from a C-section versus a vaginal birth. So that was really hard and unexpected. I hadn't done any research. I hadn't read any books. I hadn't done all the things that I right. felt like I should have done. Which um, let's just take a moment also to acknowledge the fact that even though you didn't, you did it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's all a blur. I know. Perfect. You don't want to remember that. Here's your right. uterus. Let's just stick it back in the hole that we pulled it out from. Here's a yeah, sexy I bandage. Ricky, yeah, Ricky's never going to recover. He told me, <laughs> he's told me many times since he goes, but I saw like your gut, they were out of your body. Uh, I know. Yeah. But anyways, so I, the C-section really kind of rocked my world, so to speak. And recovery from that was insane. When they said I couldn't drive for two weeks after in my head, I'm like, how am I going to go to the doctor? And how am I, I'm still being independent and very like, I will do everything myself and take care of it. And Mm -hmm. so it was a lesson in asking for help and being able to verbalize that and also being able to say like, Noah, I need more time because I didn't really have a choice. I didn't have the mental, emotional, or physical capacity of strapping a baby on my back and just going back to work right right away. And I think I also had the benefit of owning my own business with a team. Mm -hmm. So I could take a little extra time, which I did. I took about three months, which I'm so thankful for. Doesn't it make you like two things? First, the fact that you say you didn't even have a choice or you thought you didn't have a choice. You as the boss of yourself didn't even give you the choice to be gone that long. Immediately, it was like, nope, I'm going to be back right away. And then- because in my mind, the business would crumble all around if I wasn't there. I say this all the time. And I told Hillary this last time because, and I don't know if it made the episode, but you want like 15 years ago, someone I worked with told me, I was like, ah, I'm panicked. Ah." Like I matter that much. Like in the grand scheme of the world, I'm this little ant. And she's like, well, the work will still be there and come back and finish it. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And it's so true, but like we do this to ourselves and it's, we all do. And I think it's a great thing. It's accountability, but also being able to draw a line for ourselves is also just as important. Absolutely. My brother even asked, he's like, when, when are you coming back? 
always <laughs> bearing all of the load yeah. in both businesses. And we actually have a third partner in our logistics business. And thankfully he runs the day to day there. And actually going on mater- changed my role in that business because I used to be way more involved, mm-hmm. but now I, I can do what I do best, which is visionary type stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Forward looking, bigger strategy, planning, big relationships, not caught up in like the day-to-day work, mm-hmm. which is really hard to do as an entrepreneur because you get sucked into all of the details. Right. Yeah. I think every entrepreneur starts doing like what's called meddling. You build up this team and then you meddle in right. other people's work instead of doing what you should be doing for the business. And so going on maternity allowed me to pull out of that business so much so that like when I came back, like they were working on all kinds of things. I'm like, oh, you guys did this without me? <laughs> like, this is kind of like part of me. Like it was actually hard because my yeah. identity was so wrapped up in, oh, these are my businesses. And like, this is what I do. I'm this businesswoman. And then to come back and be like, oh, we got it. Wow. Got it. You guys, we- <laughs> yeah, you guys got it. But part of me is kind of like, but you got it without me. Right. You know, it's like really weird. Absolutely. Um, and I don't think that's, there's no guilt in feeling that way either. And it's that moment where you either take that to the like, oh, I'm relieved and I'm so proud of these people that are, I can call my yeah. team versus the unhealthy, like resentment snowball, where's my identity? And then postpartum hits <laughs> like, it, and that's a real thing. I was lucky enough. I didn't feel that way, but I yeah. hear so many people talk about it, but now I can see why. And honestly, I think it's, it's, there's the postpartum depression and then there's actually motherhood. There's so many more opportunities to get lost in the thing. You're like meddling in your children's day to day. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I too, thankfully didn't have that postpartum experience. For me, it was actually like a new birth and a new understanding of like what my identity could be. But I was also scared. Like I have a tiger mom. I don't know about you, but like part of me is like, I would never be like my mom. But then like I see (laughs) a multiplication chart flashcards and I'm like, oh, I'm going to need those yeah. in like five years. Nine months. <laughs> <laughs> right. My baby's going to be potty trained by a year. Right. Like, I mean, crazy yeah. things that we're, we're going to try to put on them. But like, I have a hard time and I always kind of check myself and like not putting all of that on him, like not meddling in his life and trying to let him go through his own path of like, not comparing him to other kids his age and being like, well, that kid is playing with stacking cups right. and you're over here just like staring off into space <laughs> what's happening. He's an abstract thinker and he's a genius. <laughs> it's so hard. I mean, literally that first baby, that first year is, oh my gosh, he doesn't chew his food the way he's supposed to. So that means there's something wrong with his speech, which means he's not going to be a proficient speaker and then he's not going to be successful or president. And it's like, right. It's all connected. So like the information is so valuable, but it's too much. Ignorance is bliss for so much of this period of life. It's just, you just hold the little squishy face in your hands and just love on that baby. And that's so much more than enough, but it's hard options make it more difficult. You're like, well, we have all these options. Let's give it all to them, you know, and let's make sure that they're utilizing every tool, every exercise, every opportunity. Yes. And I think like you were saying, we have so much information at our fingertips. And especially as like a new mom, that for sure you have so much alone time, whether it's late night feedings or whatever that is, is like your phone becomes almost like an extension of your other hand. So you're like buying all the baby things on Amazon (laughs) that you can, right? 
So there's like literally like pallets showing up at your front doorstep with all the baby things and you're researching and like reading and it's yeah. so much information. It's just overwhelming. And yeah, it, it's really tough. And so to think, and I commend you to think that like you come back from that so quickly and then keep working is like insane. Cause like I probably for gosh, the first six, eight weeks, like there was like, I couldn't do anything else. Oh, it's, Early. I couldn't do it. I couldn't have done it without help. Yeah. You know, my mom helps me. And in those first few days, she would spoon feed me. Otherwise, I didn't have time to eat. Instead oh. of sleeping while the baby was sleeping, I was working when the baby worked or when the baby worked. He's working now. <laughs> <laughs> He's got great coordination. His tanky skills are off the chin. <laughs> but when he was sleeping, I didn't sleep. I worked and I got these like, really swollen feet from not resting the first week. Yeah. They all, yeah. I have some incredible pictures, so I'll definitely text them to you when maybe you're eating and then you'll lose your appetite. But they Fantastic. were like, but, oh, they're so good. But yeah, I didn't have that, but it's because I didn't have the option. And I always say options are actually harder because then you have to think about mm. it. But I didn't have the option. Yeah. I just had to do. And then I had amazing teams that did the back end stuff for me. So I could kind of, most of the stuff was like calls, but again, like, during that time, you're such a zombie, especially with baby number one. With baby number two, I'm like, nah, we're good. Because you have to be functioning for your older children. Yeah, there's mm. no choice. Yeah. Again, see, no choice. Things just move yeah. more smoothly. It's like when we get in our own silent space and we start looking at our options, we just give ourselves a thousand more. And then we're like, oh gosh, so many options. What if I choose the wrong thing? Yeah. So do you feel like people always say their businesses are their babies? What's your thought? on that statement now that you have a real baby and business babies. Yeah. I was one of those people who said that I, a lot of my friends had kids late twenties throughout the thirties. I didn't have a baby until I was 40, which is like now I think more status quo, yeah. but like, I mean, my mom was convinced she was going to die grandchildless <laughs> because I was not breeding fast enough, <laughs> but I sacrificed a lot. I mean, I like, you know, I practiced law. So my twenties went to school basically, right. and then learning how to practice law. And then my 30, when I was 30, I started a business and my, all of my thirties went to my business. So I did think of it as my baby, mm -hmm. but I think it's that paradigm shift that you have when you have a dog and then you have a baby and yes. you're like, Oh, that's not a fur baby. That's yes. a dog. Yes. And this is actual baby. Right. Right. <laughs> That's how I saw my business. I was like, wow, you like this business used to be everything I lived, breathed and ate. Like, I mean, you can ask my husband, like I, there was, I think towards the end there, I like, I didn't even have any hobby. My hobby was learning more stuff to do and try on my business. And so it was like a huge paradigm shift. And now I see my business as something that it enables me to hopefully live a lifestyle to enjoy my baby. And I think that like all of the hard work and sacrifice that I made in my thirties and like the maturity of our business and where it is now is enabling me to be a little less stressed out about maybe the financial stability part and things right. like that. Yeah. And to have freedom and choices and options to be home with my baby. So before coronavirus and all of this global pandemic fun, I used to, <laughs> <laughs> I used to only go into the office three days a week and then I would work from home the other two days. And like, if I didn't own my own business, and I'm sure there's lots of other jobs where people can work remote and do all of that stuff. If I didn't own my own business, I couldn't do that. 
Right. So now I see my business as something that was an investment and something that's paying off so that I can be with my real baby. I love that comparison as of that business being an investment rather than still the baby because it's equally important, but it is a means to an end, right? And the fact that you loved it and cared for it so well is the reason, like you said, you have so many freedoms now as a parent. But yeah, I love that it's the investment. Because time is an investment and all those things that you, those seeds that you planted before. I like that. Because also, it also gives you the freedom not to feel like you're spreading yourself so thin between these two equally important things. Because there are some people who don't feel that way even after they have kids. And Mm -hmm. and I feel that's okay too. Everyone's different. But then it put the pressure on themselves because you can only do so much. So having that shift in your mindset just, I feel like is so freeing to then focus guilt-free on whatever you focus on. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the days that I get to go into the office. So nice to like be around adults and talk about strategy and different things. Mm -hmm. And then I also love the days that I'm home where in between calls and meetings and stuff, I can go and snuggle him and smell his little baby face. Yeah. Also, I'm going to talk to you. Please promise me you'll talk to me when he's three and then we'll have this conversation to see how many times you're going into the office. I'll probably be in the office like full time. (laughs) I've met him though. He's such a sweet baby. So like my kid was a maniac out the gate from day one. So I I can call it pretty quickly. Um, They're not bad babies. They're not bad kids. They're just maniacs, man. (laughs) So do you, have you had anybody on your team get pregnant since and have a baby since you had Henry? No, we have a pretty young team for the most part. And so I could see that definitely coming down the pipeline eventually. And it's funny you bring that up because even in my own mind, I kind of think to myself, like, what would this experience be like for my team? And how can we kind of structure things so that even for that person, they could have a good experience and not feel like pressure and stuff. And we haven't had the discussion around it, but it's something that I think about. But the flip side is as the business owner, Mm -hmm. like there's void that needs to be filled and there's a job that needs to be done. And so how do you kind of balance that and take care of the business and then take care of your team member to right. make sure that everything, there's still a job to come back to and, you know, like right. all of those things. So it it's complicated. It's hard, but I mean, we can do it. We are women. We are smart. We can figure it out. Right. Yeah. It's just, it reminds me of like the trying to make everybody happy with the same answer. But I feel like just everyone having the same heart and mentality on the topic allows people to be flexible. Like in business, maybe the solution is not what the expectant mother would prefer, but she knows that your heart is to provide this environment and this is the best you could do in that situation. And she understands, like there's a lot of meeting in the middle there. And I feel like there's very few life changes that cause people to see eye to eye so clearly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, there's a lot of conferences and things like I attend for work and I went to one and I'm still nursing. And so I was, I needed to pump and I'm like, I have to go all the way up to my hotel room (laughs) and pump. And I'm like gone for 45 minutes and I've missed the whole thing. And I'm like, can't they put up like a tented area or something in the same room where I could just go behind the curtain and pump and then still be part of the And I just realized, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so unfriendly to women, nursing women, new moms that like people just don't think about it all. 
But but the flip side of that is also coming back. You know, I was extended so much grace from so many people because I mean, your brain is just mush. I'm yeah. still flabbergasted at like how little I can retain in this brain of yes. mine. And like, <laughs> but I mean, extended so much grace by men and women, especially a lot of men who are like, oh my gosh, I have a two-year-old. I know exactly where you are right now. So much grace from like all the other parents and, and just even the words of support and stuff have, have been amazing. It reminds me of the last time when I saw you and we were in the nosebleeds at the forum and I was like, what are you <laughs> doing over there? And the nosebleeds at the forum, not very pumping friendly. Anyone, if Joe no. Coy, you're listening, you could do something for us pumping mothers up there. I need that trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's my breast milk. <laughs> the line was yeah. too long for cocktails. So we just had breast milk. <laughs> Yes. So yes, Joe Coy, I pumped through part of your, your, uh, comedy show. He's like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the person who was sitting to my left, because you were sitting to my right, the person, the stranger to my left was probably like, what is this mechanical pumping noise? There was like a bright light from under your boxy bosoms. (laughs) It was just, thank you, Jen, for that. That was great. (laughs) <laughs> well, the best was like, I was actually worried they weren't going to let me in. With <laughs> I had, oh, wait. you know, this machine. <laughs> I almost forgot. An ice pack. Let me just tell the reaction of the lady who checked your uh, pump. The second they look in Jen's bag, you said, it's a breast pump. All power move like that. And she was like, oh, okay. Right. Uh, let, let her through. Let her through. <laughs> let her through. <laughs> I could have walked in with an AK-47 you, in my pants. All I could, they were just like... All I, my first thought was, gosh, we should have put a couple of bottles of wine under there. <laughs> they were so eager to let you through. I'm like, but it yeah. also made me realize how much things have changed, which is great. And second, that we probably could have brought some of our own wine into the show. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Because, I mean, we were so deep in the nose, like during oh my intermission, gosh. like, we couldn't even stand up to get out. Yeah, you could have at least so offered snack. a glass to the guy on your left for his troubles. <laughs> breast milk, I think you had to hold please. your flashlight at one point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I just, that's the thing. Everything about this stage is so ridiculous and comical. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids are so cute. It's so sweet. But that's, oh, yeah. It's hilarious. Like, is this for real? Like, I'm squeezing boob juice from the <laughs> suction in a machine at a comedy show. I've had to do that, like, on a business trip. And it was like, oh, they have these conferences, as you were saying. And they give you so... When you don't have anything to do, you think that's a lot of time in between X, Y, and Z. But when you have to yeah. pump, oh my... It's, it's like you're sweating. You're running to the location to get in a secure... To get into a secure form. And then you have to pump and then you have to manage the liquids. And then you get to the stage of life where, okay, then your kid is mobile and then they just like do weird little toddler things. And that's normal. (laughs) Or like wiping bodily functions. That's normal where you look at your shirt and you're like, that poo or chocolate? Like like a legitimate, like I really want to know. And then instead of just changing your shirt, you smell it. Because that's always yeah. a good idea. That's like smelling underwear if it's clean. You no, know, just put it in the laundry. <laughs> just put it if in the laundry. Think about smelling exactly. it. Exactly. Put it in the hamper. Yeah, I um, always smell it. So you can you can only imagine 
how it goes <laughs> with all the kids in my house. I'm like, what? Okay. So I have to ask you, my friend Hillary said you should ask everyone this. And I think I should. What would mom Jen, new mommy Jen, tell pre motherhood Jen about business, about, and just anything? Gosh. Don't smell the know, underwear. <laughs> yeah. Don't smell the underwear. And it's definitely not chocolate. <laughs> Uh, I think that because I had so much anxiety before the baby came, like, so I really couldn't sleep. It was consuming the anxiety because it, it's not like having your own business is not just a job. Like you can't just be like, okay, I'm going to clock out now and I'll right. be back in a couple months. And like, yeah, like, and in the past I go on my honeymoon, this was in 2016 and my husband and I are on this Island in French Polynesia called Tika and I think they have dial-up internet, very slow internet. And that was a whole intent and purpose. I run an e-commerce business. I had no access to good internet. But I found out that basically our like a shipping manager had misshipped in some inventory. And it was just complete chaos. Oh. And it eventually ended up costing us, I think, almost a million dollars, the business, oh. this error. And my brother... At the time, it was, we were, we were so tiny. It was my brother. And then we had one other gal and then our shipping manager. And they were like, Jen, what do we do? We don't know, like technically how to take care of this. And so I'm like trying to like message with them and just be like, these are the things that you have to do. And then I just kind of had to like, let go because there's nothing that I could do from where I am. I couldn't even get on a plane to come home. Like it wasn't scheduled. Like there's no, there was nothing that I could do. You're like, see see these two coconuts. (laughs) Let me like doing Morse code with the coconut. Oh, like hoping the dolphin takes the bottle. With the, the shipment is the something. big coconut. Okay. Right. <laughs> the coconut got messed up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was really bad. And so my brother and I have a joke that basically like, I can't go on vacation because right. something bad happened. Right. So if I could go back and tell myself something, it would be to just kind of enjoy my pregnancy more. And spend less time worrying because everything was going to be okay and that your team has got your back and business is going to thrive without you and enjoy it more. Yeah. 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 Worrying think, is worrying is a wasted emotion, but it's it's not yeah. easy not to. Yeah. It feels productive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Worry feels super productive, but like you're just not actually being productive at all. Right. You're just ruining it. Right. <laughs> Exactly. It's all the really profound things are so simple. Mm-hmm. They're so simple. They're hard. Like just to, Hey, what's your secret to success? Oh, I don't know. You just do it. Oh yeah. Just every do day. It? Okay. Let me write that down. It's because yeah. we're looking for something to make it easy, but it's not easy. The answer is easy. The day to day is not easy. Well, I, I could talk to you all night, even with all my kid interruptions. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till I talk to you when Henry's like, mommy, I'm done pooping. Can you wipe my butt? Like yesterday on our Zoom call when I 100% knew the mommy. I was like, oh, somebody yeah, needs their I butt wiped. you even said, you said it. You're like, someone needs their butt wiped. <laughs> oh, yeah. thank you so much, Jen. Thanks so much for having me. Sonia, if I can say one more thing. Please. I think regardless of like whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're a stay-at-home mom, or you're just a working mom, or whatever you are, whatever you are. I think, like, for me, the biggest thing has been, like, community, and making yes. sure that you're plugged in to community, yes. and finding similarly situated people, 
so that you feel like you can relate has been huge. Uh, everything, everything, yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that because that is, I have a friend creating a whole brand just based on that idea. And I love it Yeah, because it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. I know you and I have talked extensively about that, but just in case your listeners, I just wanted to, to share that tidbit. Yeah. Thank you, Jen. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me, Sonia. I had so much fun. Me too. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Motherhood Commute podcast, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review for me. I am so grateful for your minutes and hope you're back to listen again soon.